We got Craig in the chat. So Sonia, Thief, SIP337, I guess we'll start with Perps V3. Take it away. Cool, yeah. Uh, hello, everyone. Um, yeah, exciting times. Perps V3 uh, proposal. Uh, yeah, so Perps V2, you know, obviously has been super successful. Um, we want to keep innovating on that and uh, bringing this new version to life. Uh, a lot of the the stuff that made v2 successful were bringing uh bringing those features onto v3 the funding rate mechanism you know that and like skew based pricing all of that uh is um is is um supported in v3 the proposal today um or deploy a new version of perps uh it's built uh using the v3 core architecture uh similar proxy architecture will which you know hopefully will allow us to uh, maintain it more easily. Um, you know, it'll scale with improvements and features um, that we want to add later on. You know, hopefully we can widen the gap uh, from us and everyone else in the in the DeFi space here. So yeah, some of the features uh, that we're proposing uh, with uh, with Perps V3 are um, multi collateral support, um, accounts with roles based access, uh, cross margining. We've uh, revamped some of the liquidation mechanics, um, and then also some changes to um, order settlements um, and removing price optionality there. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm a visual learner, so I drew up a small diagram. I'm gonna throw it in Gov call chat. One sec. Okay, feel free to look at this and kind of follow along. Um, so basically, the way we've designed it is um, we will have one super, uh, you'll, you'll see the word supermarket there. That's essentially just a bucket of like uh, a bunch of perps markets um, to the core system. It's just one market um, and it uh, all the credit and debit uh, is going to be uh in like is basically or sorry credit and debt is going to be um like interacted with using the supermarket and then like all of the markets are kind of um you know uh supported within within that market all of the collaterals uh, can be uh configured for each supermarket um and isolated to that supermarket um and yeah like you can imagine a future where you know we have one supermarket that has um a bunch of um, high market cap uh, assets, and then maybe another one that's more degen, like um, you know, uh, a degen supermarket that has different risk parameters that we can configure. So a lot of that optionality uh, exists now in the code, and it it gives us a clean way to, as I said, to distribute debt and also um, uh, you know uh, deposit credit uh, as uh, that's accrued uh, within the supermarket. Um, and then, so yeah, so multi-collateral uh, support, we're basically supporting all synths that the spot market uh, will create. Um, this allows us to get quotes easily, uh, like sell the, the underlying synth um, for liquidity easily um, in the form of SUSD. And so like, yeah, it just gives us a lot of, um, a lot of uh, flexibility there. Um, and we, we don't have to worry about like having liquidity to be able to sell uh, assets when traders either you know lick, get liquidated or um, you know have a losing position or whatever. Um, yeah, so that's that. Uh, I have another diagram here to show kind of the changes in um, 
how orders work. So basically, um, yeah, so a trader comes in, commits an order. Um, there's a configured delay, and then you can settle settle the order uh, within that settlement window. Uh, the main change here is that, like, uh, prior to this, we had prices that would, uh, like, we would accept prices anytime in the settlement window. But now, like, there, like that optionality goes away, and we we essentially have the ERC seven four one two orchestration at work here, where, um, like, you know, a keeper would come in and call settle. Um, and so what that'll do is uh, it'll try to settle at the uh, commitment time. It'll request a price at that time. If the price exists, it'll settle. Otherwise, it reverts with an off-chain lookup, and and like essentially you'd have to push up a price update prior to you being able to settle. Um, and if the order isn't settled for whatever reason within the settlement window, it just expires, and then you know you can um, submit a new new order by committing a new order. So yeah. Hope that makes sense. Um, we've also introduced, uh, like, uh, basically, uh, yeah. So we've introduced a staleness tolerance as well. So that's uh, essentially like each perps market and collateral that we use, the, the trader uses, um, requires price information for like opening orders, withdrawing margin, and like liquidation checks. So what we've noticed from the trading competition is that the cost of the price updates each time, uh, like you know, any transaction happens, was just too high since we're pushing prices at all times. Um, so we're basically proposing adding optionality uh, by creating relaxed and strict staleness tolerances. Uh, the idea here is that like, we'd have a strict price tolerance for like liquidations and then something more relaxed for all the other transactions. Um, both these values will be configurable, uh, will be configurable and like, will uh, we'll ensure like transactions don't become too costly due to pushing like price updates on chain. Um, yeah, and then I guess the last part I want to talk about is liquidations. Um, yeah, so the tricky part about liquidations is like when you have a large liquidation, this transaction can be like sandwiched extract value. So the proposal is a few configuration parameters which will allow like liquidations to happen gradually. Um, so yeah, you could like configure something in a you know, as an example. You could say within 60 seconds, uh, within a 60 second window, based on the current skew, we want a max of 300 ETH to be liquidated in the ETH perps market. Um, sorry, I got a ping. Um, so yeah, like if the window is maxed, then the liquidator has to wait until the next li uh, window to liquidate more. So there's a, yeah, like, so now we have like that mechanism built in. So uh, there's, you know, there's also this thing where like if the 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 gradual liquidation is arbed quickly, then we allow for further liquidations to happen uh, instead of waiting for the current window to close. So all these parameters are configured uh, are configurable for each perps market essentially. So um, that's kind of like all of the different features there's there's some like I would recommend going through all of the uh, configuration parameters and making sure those are understood. Um, but, but yeah, that's that's the main high level um, gist of just of uh, v three. Um, uh, sorry, there's a question in Gov call chat. Um, settlement is the same. As in the competition, but this, yeah, exactly. So the settlement will just have a more relaxed uh, staleness tolerance. Um, 
and um and then we like but when you call like liquidate for example uh it would have a strict tolerance where you have to push a price up within like i don't know whatever configurable value like maybe 30 seconds or something so we get the latest price uh when we're determining liquidations thank you sonny uh we can go ahead and take questions from the Spartan Council. Any questions on SIP 337, Part C3? Is there anything that we're doing in the, the commit part where um, we're preventing front running on that delay section? Is it a commit reveal kind of scheme or is it just visible and we assume that people should use private RPCs if they're worried about front running on that pricing? Yeah, we don't allow atomics at all. So yeah, we do a commit reveal pattern um, and that delay ensures that uh, the commit and um, settle uh, don't happen in the same block. Got it. Okay. So question about this, when you say this um, supermarket, how there it can contain many markets in one, when you adjust parameters for the, for the supermarket, it, it, you could individually like, just primer for each perp within the supermarket right you, you don't have to make like adjust primers for the whole um supermarket for all markets within it at once That's yeah exactly thing. yeah in the in the sip uh, at the bottom there's global parameters that apply to all markets and there's individual market parameters as well and so there's some things that are like specific to like the supermarket like the max number of positions we want a trader to have open at any given time like things like that that apply to the entire supermarket it's more like account like based like parameters really um but yeah but yeah there's there's a separate market configuration that that governs the perps markets within the supermarket so like skew scale uh, like oi caps which one would that fall under that would be a market configuration not not supermarket yeah got it okay yeah makes sense hey uh sorry i i was uh i was a few minutes late um i was being interviewed by Matt um, for liquid conversations and it ran over a little bit. So um, can I just get like a, I feel like I'm, I'm missing some context here. Um, is this the first presentation of uh, Perps V3 or is it an updated presentation based on some of the chain scope changes that have happened recently? No, it's it's the first one. Uh, we uh, shared the original SIP before the competition. Um, okay, got the, it. At the Spartan Council, and and okay. we made some changes to that from you know the new features that we added essentially. Okay, cool. So like the things like cross margining uh, that are not going to go into the first release are those still in the SIP? Yeah, it's this SIP is mostly like this uh, functionality exists. Uh, it doesn't mean that like there is another SIP that's going to be specific to base and the Andromeda release where we okay. wouldn't use the cross margin mechanism really. Understood. Like, it would just be like where you'd only use SUSD or SUSDC, whatever. Yeah. Okay, so this is like the you know canonical SIP that has everything that's in Perse V three, and then individual deployments themselves will have specific scope that 
is included or not included. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. That'll have all, all right. the configuration parameters and all. Yeah, that. awesome. Okay, that makes a yeah. lot of sense. Cool, thanks. Yeah, I was, I was just, I didn't know if we were trying to update based on the changes or if this is like the yep. thing. So thanks, that's helpful. Is the settlement window in the deterministic settlement set uh, configured on market level, or is that global configurable? Uh, I missed the initial part. What, what was the question? Can you repeat the question? The, the settlement window configurable, is that a global configurable, or is it market level? It's uh, market level, and it's, uh, and you can have multiple. Uh, it, it's on a... Uh, parameter called settlement strategy. And so you can have multiple of these strategies. So um, you can support as many as you'd like per market, um, not supermarket. It's kind of weird saying that, but yeah, per market. So it's clear. Okay, thank you. All right, that's it for SIP 337. I guess we can move on to SIP 348, Enable USDC for Andromeda on base. Uh, Cavalier, are you going to be presenting this one? Yeah, I'll jump in. Uh, let's drop a link in the chat. Cool. So, uh, Kane obviously queued this question up well. Um, this is the configuration for the base deployment. Um, which covers both the configuration of USDC as a collateral for LPing, um, as well as margin for perps, and turns on both ETH and BTC perps margin uh, perps accounts. Um, what we've done here is what's being proposed here is using the spot market and the wrapper functionality that's core to the V3 system to accept. Uh, USDC from both LPs and perp traders and wrap or wrap and swap that into the accepted LP collateral, which will be a synth of USDC or perp margin, which will actually be SUSD, um, USDC, sorry, under the, under the hood. So what this means is as an LP a user, you can uh, bring USDC. Um, as a perp trader, you can bring USDC and then the system um, accepts those, does the necessary trades and, uh, and, and swaps or wraps and allows you to interact on each side of the system. The reason we've gone ahead and done this is so that um, there's a, a single collateral for the entire deployment on base. Um, this is a new market a new chain and, and potentially a new set of users. And so USDC made sense as the collateral type to enable first. Also limiting it down to one collateral type um, reduces the complexity of the, of the deployment. Um, and seeing this is the uh, second uh, deployment of the V3 core system, um, along with the new Perps V3 deployment, it made sense to keep the, the scope narrow. Mentioned here are a couple of um, quite a few configurations of the perps markets, um, which probably uh, some call outs would be um, limiting the max market size to a million dollars approximately for both um, ETH and BTC. Obviously, these are conservative to begin with, and we can um, we can scale them up. 
Um, turning off minting, so depositing collateral, um, depositing USDC collateral um, without minting, and a lower liquid liquidity ratio means that the um, the the open interest for the perps markets can be higher for a given amount of collateral, and the yield the fee yield on that on that collateral um, should be better for LPs. I think those are probably some of the major call-outs um, of the SIP. Um, I'm hoping everyone's had the, the chance to read through it. There are a couple of um, additional configuration values that have come from the recent work Sunny has done that has been included in, in SIP 337 that we just heard. So there will be a small follow-up PR to this presentation, which will include some of those um, market configuration values. Um, and Spartan Council can ask questions about that, but I don't think they're, uh, I don't think any of them are, are really material um, compared to what's here. So I think at that point, I'll uh, open over to questions. Um, not a question, but more of a comment. Um, just wanted to call out, appreciate the fact that uh, the CCs um, who've been working on this have sort of found a pathway forward for um, getting you know the right amount of scope to make this possible. Um, I think that, that that's a huge win for everyone. Um, in terms of uh, how I guess we we go from three three seven, right? Like the um, you know full scope, if you will, I guess of uh, of perks v three. To this, and then kind of eventually get there. Uh, do you guys have some uh, some thoughts as to how you would reintroduce things? What the process will be like? What level of overhead there is? The, the trade offs, etc. In terms of uh, you know getting uh, all of the features and, and functionality um, in Pro C three onto base in a sort of you know, iterative fashion. Sunny might be able to talk about that um, a bit better on how the next release might go? Yeah, we have all the pieces kind of set up in the deployments repo. Um, we've started working on it for like base girly. So I think, uh, and then we have end-to-end -end tests um, that are also being worked on, I believe by Nikita. And so um, I, we're hoping that once the you know the SIP passes, we can have that deployment up and uh, running uh, with integrators um, integrated with it, and like we can actually like test the system before before we make the call that it's it's ready for for mainnet essentially. Um, but that's that's the extent of of the planning um, that, that I'm aware of at least. What sort of timeline are we looking at um, for for the Andromeda release on uh, on Arbitrum? So currently, uh, the the final changes of uh, that we made after the competition are an audit. Um, we don't foresee anything large. Uh, they've been aware of the changes that we've been making, and um, if all that goes well, we're hoping to hear back from them. I think mid. Then next week, um, and 
I think we have to reassess once once we get that back. But but yeah, we're maybe I don't know. I, I I'm not sure about an exact timeline. I guess. Sorry, just to maybe follow up on my a bit more explicitly. Um, the things that are that are not included or like functionality that uh, that we might want to add later. Um, for example, like other collaterals. Uh, what do you sort of see? I guess is the process like. If we, you know, if UCC is going well and we decide that we want to introduce ETH or something like that, um, what's the what's the sort of overhead or um, process there? Oh yeah, it, it's really um, it's like one or two transactions that we need to essentially call. We need to make sure that obviously there's a Pith Oracle for whatever um, you know uh, synth that we're trying to create. Uh, we'd have to create that synth using the spot market, um, and then that then we would need to configure on the perps market uh, as an accepted collateral. Um, and once that's done, uh, the trader will have uh, the you know, you know the optionality to use that. Yeah, so I guess just to give like a, a little bit more context on timing, like yeah, when we ultimately do this, it's a it's a relatively straightforward transaction like most of the pieces are there uh part of the thinking behind uh launching like as more of a soft launch with just usdc collateral uh was that there's a little bit more work to do with liquidations of of non uh usd margin uh just a little bit of uh, of complexity there that we didn't fully get sorted through uh and since kind of w it, we we want to do a similar you know month or so phase uh where we have very low conservative parameters and very low risk, we figure it, that's where that's where it started to make sense to kind of start with just USDC, and then after like all of the core system is kind of getting validated and everything works, we could switch it on after we've gotten some of these other things squared away. So I, I think in terms of like work that still needs to be done and audited to be able to get to adding more collateral types, not markets and not staking collateral types. Those are both can be trivially done right now. I assume you mean margin collateral. Um, it's basically just will be another release of, of some upgrades to the liquidation system. And then and, and that's what it will take to get there. Fair enough. So so would it be fair to say that like, uh, given we're going to run conservative parameters that if this release is working with USDC only, that testing a like multiple collateral margin system might actually make sense on a different network potentially like what's your what's your thinking there um i mean i would think it would make sense to do on this on the same one um okay rather i mean it could it just could it could it just as easily i just um if it, it would so the other one the other network would have would be USDC or no or, or no USDC. Uh, like if let's say we wanted to do like uh, ETH and USDC or something, right? Like do you, like if USDC is working, is there any impact to the net to scaling on base? Like let's say USDC is working on on base, right? And we want to uh, sort of scale it up. And we're comfortable with that. Would it make sense in your mind, in terms of like, and maybe you know, probably Caleb's the, the other person to ask about this, but I'm just trying to understand in terms of like sequencing to then add additional complexity and sort of constrain the the you know uh, growth of of that deployment on base 
due to you know having to be more conservative in the parameterization versus just saying actually let's leave USDC on here and it's working and it's fine and we can sort of scale it up and then do a deployment to like I don't know whoever Polygon or something like that or even maybe Optimism with like more collateral types. I would want to kind of make sure that we're really hitting our stride on base because we're also going to be maintaining the perp speed two deployment in parallel. So like yeah. before we really start to kind of open the floodgates on lots of different deployments, I, the, I would want to have a lot more confidence in kind of like the, that everything is streamlined and, and also like the space, there's a huge parameter space. And then if you compound that across multiple chains in many markets, like we probably have to, um, I, I would want to wait a little bit longer until we get to that point, I would say. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's helpful. Just trying to understand, you know, what the direction of uh, the deployments looks like, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, like it's maybe it's a good question for the Spartan Council for you guys to think about, like how we like imagine like all the all the parameters that you track on Perps V2 now, if within a few months you have that on on this chain and that chain and this one doesn't have that collateral and this one has that collateral, like it, it starts to get a lot to be a lot for there. I think it starts to get very like lots of overhead for governance. And so it's probably it's something that we should consider as all of these uh, deployments and markets and are, are scaling up. Like, I mean, it's a thing to think about, like, what sorts of structures for maintaining these, these things maybe governance wants to have in place or something like that. Where's the risk committee when you need them? Yeah, exactly. All right, do we have any other questions at 348? Uh, yes, uh, I'm curious about adding new markets. So we just talked about adding new collateral. Uh, wh what is our kind of thought process for new markets? Or are we only going to focus on Bitcoin and ETH? We're, I think it's kind of the same playbook. I mean, I, I don't want to speak for Cav, but or if I don't know if my sound is also cutting out or if that's just uh, can people hear me? Yep. Yep. Okay. I was just going to say it's like a similar playbook to V2. We start with, with just, you know, the two most liquid markets, very small caps. And like once those are validated, we could add a bunch more. It's, it's a lot more easy uh, to add markets than it is to add new collateral types. Uh, well, I, I specifically mean margin collateral types. Well, staking collateral types is also can be tricky, but. Uh, adding new markets is very easy once the kind of the whole system is validated. But I would just want to emphasize like being very deliberate and safe about about scaling this up. You know, we have a lot of momentum now. We ha we have uh, a year of good reputation that we've kind of earned some good karma. So we want to make sure that we do this very carefully and safely. Okay, so I presume um, like more would be added through new SIPs. Exactly. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I don't exactly see it specified in the SIP, but I assume it's um, like the fee tiers. I, I mean, the, um, the fee split with Andromeda on, on uh, base and Andromeda on, um, on Arbitrum are going to be the same, right? Who's talking about Arbitrum? Yeah, 
Yeah, Melly, could you could you clarify that, please? Yeah, so like, and this set doesn't exact. It doesn't say like specify what the fee split is going to be on um, for the uh, for the collateral. So I assume that's part of like the separate SIP and doesn't need to be specified here. When you when you say fee split, are you talking of the <clears throat> excuse me the referral flick the referral fee split? Well, for like like obviously the collateral providers get their fee split and then. The the, oh, the other okay. It's There's not like between LPs. Here, but like... Yeah, okay. That's that's still coming in. Uh, I think SIP three forty five, which is in draft. Um, it's part of the buyback and burn SNX SIP, which is up for presentation. I think next week. That includes the configuration to split the fees and how it'll be done, um, along with the buyback mechanism. Yeah, my, my sense is that what's maybe missing here is we actually have some dependency SIPs that need to be uh, approved um, that like contain parameterization and, and uh, other things, like even <clears throat> um, births. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the SIP number is off the top of my head. Um, but I think that that is probably a dependency to this deployment in theory. Yeah, for the the dependency for the Andromeda deployment overall is probably those four SIPs. Um, this configuration, this Sunny SIP that he just presented, SIP 345 for the buyback and burn, and Burt SIP for the fee split. So all of those do need to be um, finalized. Uh, oh, and Caleb's one on uh, gas fees. So yeah, they are. All of those need to get through over the coming weeks. Yeah, so I guess my, my question is, are they listed in this uh, base deployment SIP as dependencies at the moment? Because they probably should They be. are not. I can compile that list and add that to the PR. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, one other question. I, it's probably not related to this SIP, but for different collateral types, are, can we configure different fees or is it like, the same for whatever collateral there is. It would be the same. Uh, the fees are market specific. Got it. So um, Cav's other SIP for the fee split, like there would be no way to specify between which types of collateral. Like let's say if there were, like Adam had this suggestion for SNX collateral potentially get more fees or something like that. We, we wouldn't be able to specify that through the different collaterals, would we? Yeah, so there's two different types of collaterals here. The ones that you LP with and uh, the collaterals that a trader can use for margin. Um, the, we, like, the mechanism in perps that allows us to do the integrator fees is essentially, there's uh, like if you uh, scroll down in the SIP, there's a market configuration, um, like global uh, market configuration parameters where there's a refer share. And so that's where we would configure like any integrator with whatever percentage of the order fees. And there's also a fee collector there. So that fee collector is what you could configure, like, I don't know, you could like configure it to have, like, it's it's just another contract. So you, you could have it um, essentially take half the 
half the fees um, and and then you know distribute it uh, or buy back and burn or whatever whatever we're deciding on that. So um, that mechanism exists, but uh, does that kind of make sense? Um, yeah, yeah, that that makes sense actually. Um, I, okay. I get it. So the actual liquidity providers would be have just one set parameter, and then if we were going to do anything like um, fancy after, we'd have to do it from the fee collector contract. Yeah, exactly. Right. Any other questions? Three forty-eight. I think that brings us to the end of the presentations for this evening. Thank you, Sunny, Cav, FIFA, and have a good night, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Thanks everyone.